You're listening to the So You Think You're Intuitive podcast, a podcast to help you reactivate, grow, and trust your intuition so you can live a more empowered and connected life. Join me, Natalie Miles, spiritual mentor and psychic medium, every Wednesday for inspired conversations, guidance, and practical tips on how you can work with your intuition in your everyday life. Because who doesn't want to trust their intuition more? Welcome back to So You Think You're Intuitive. I'm Natalie Miles, spiritual mentor and psychic medium, taking you on this journey to reactivate and trust your intuition. Whoa, can you feel the shift since the new moon on Saturday? I have certainly felt it. I am feeling so much more energized. The build up to the new moon, I felt really, really emotional. And now there's a lightness and it feels really aligned to the May upgrade message, which is all about owning it. We're being asked to own it this month, own our shadows, own our emotions, own where we're at physically, owning our dreams, owning our visions. And since the new moon, we have really shifted into that energy. I know I am really feeling that. If you haven't had a listen of the May upgrade message, I really encourage you to have a listen. If you're new to listening to this podcast, it is a channeled message from Spirit that comes through every month. I love doing it. And yeah, this month is all about owning it. We have to own it. And you might have noticed, as I promised a couple of weeks ago, there are going to be a lot more solo episodes on the podcast. I love the conversations that I've been having with all my guests, but part of me using this own energy is more solo episodes. And you'll notice that there will be a lot more of that in May. So a couple of announcements before we jump into the Q&A and we start talking about mediumship. So You Think Your Intuitive Live is happening Saturday, May 18th. It is the first time that I have done an online group event where I am going to be channeling messages from spirit and one-on-one messages to the group and also leading a intuitive reactivation for the group too. This is the event that I do in person, but I got the intuitive hit from Spirit to offer this as an online event too. I'd love to see you there. It's happening Saturday, May 18th. There'll be a link in the bio for you to RSVP, grab your spot and find out more info. I've had a couple of people asking, is it guaranteed that they'll get a one-on-one message and how this works is spirit basically bring together the group as a whole. And so even if you don't get a one-on-one message, you will be receiving messages and guidance that you will be able to take for what is specifically going on in your life right now. And there'll be spiritual tools and ways to take action and things that you can do. You'll be ready to take action and feel more empowered with what is going on in your life. The event is two hours long and over 90 minutes of it will be me giving messages. So yeah, and I want to share as many messages as possible. So for more information, head to the show notes and you'll be able to RSVP there. But if you're an attendee of the online circles, 
don't worry, there will still be one happening in May as well. And it's going to be happening May 22nd. And the theme for this month's circle is expand your seeing gifts. So I am going to be hosting a circle where I am going to be sharing my top tips and guidance on how you can grow your seeing gifts, your clairvoyance, so that you can see more messages and also work out what they mean. So if that's a gift that you would like to improve, join me. It's happening May 22nd. And again, I'll put a link in the show notes of how you can grab your spot. This circle always sells out. And if you can't join live, no worries, because everyone gets sent a replay. So you don't have to join live if you can't make May 22nd, but there will be a replay that will go out to everyone. For the last couple of circles, I have, after the circle has ended, I've also done a like a replay for purchase. But what I've decided to do is, Spirit are like, no, because the energy drops off. I'm not going to be doing this for future months. So if you want to expand your seeing gifts, make sure that you sign up, even if you can't join live, so you get the replay. Okay, it's time to jump into some Q&A questions. Hi, Natalie. My name is Anna, and I am from New Orleans, Louisiana, and I had a question for you about upgrade energy. I know you've talked about upgrade energy before, and this is something that I felt like I wanted to know more about. I have been calling in a lot of manifestations lately, and I feel like I am very in tune with my intuition but I've also felt really tired and sick. And I just was wondering if you could shed some light on the energetics of that. Hi, Anna. Great question on what is upgrade energy? What does it entail and the impact that it has on the body? So I use the word upgrade a lot in my work because I got a download a couple of years ago from Spirit that how we receive energy, upgrade energy is like how we upgrade computers or how we upgrade our phones or any form of technology. And this upgrade energy is the same as it enters into our body as we upgrade our systems. So we can have a system upgrade for our spiritual body, our emotional body and our physical body. And when this energy comes in, it has lots of different impacts that it can have on our physical, emotional and spiritual body. And what's interesting about this upgrade energy is that it affects the global consciousness, but it also affects the global collective because we are all connected. So it's not just one of us that is experiencing an upgrade energy, it is the collective as a whole. When I first started my business, it was called the Psychic Upgrade and then it got shifted to the Spirit Upgrade and now I kind of don't really even label my business as that anymore. But the Psychic Upgrade and the Spirit Upgrade is part of this upgrade energy because when this energy flows into it, we become more connected to our intuitive self, our intuitive being. So sometimes when this upgrade energy enters the body, it can make us feel tired, anxious, frustrated. It can give us, um, we can have physical sensations where we might feel like third eye tingling or slight heart palpitations. 
you might feel dizzy sometimes. So as this enters, this upgrade energy enters into your body, it can make you feel like you're sick. It can feel like the spiritual flu. That's another phrase that gets used around is spiritual flu. And it can, it's like, where has this come from? It can feel like I'm getting ill and I have symptoms where I have a bunged up nose or I've got a sore throat or and I've got a headache or a migraine and I don't feel ill. And these symptoms can be part of this upgrade energy. Just a caveat though, I always say if you are in a spate of feeling ill and being run down, always go to your local doctor and get checked out just in case. But with upgrade energy, you can also feel really buzzy, really inspired, really on it, really invigorated as well at the same time. And it really just depends on where you're at. So as I was describing in the intro, since the new moon, this upgrade energy that has come in about owning it, I have felt really like powered up and inspired and really ready to go for the month ahead. But I know I've been speaking to a couple of friends who are like, oh, I'm still feeling really tired. The energy hasn't shifted for me yet. I know it will, but I'm actually experiencing more of the spiritual flu-like symptoms. But with upgrade energy, just trust it, allow it to flow. It's upgrading you to take you to the next level of your personal growth, evolution, intuitive development, and life development and transformation. So the next question comes from Hannah down in New Zealand. Hi Natalie, it's Hannah here from New Zealand. Thanks for all you do. Absolutely love your podcast and your work. I have a question regarding pregnancy and reactivating your intuition or connecting with your intuition and spirit guides while you are pregnant. Is there anything you need to be extra mindful of or anything you need to do differently? Thank you. Hi Hannah. That is such an amazing question. I have never had anyone ask me that question before. So when you emailed it across, I got a little bit excited. I was like, yes, this is an amazing question that I really want to talk about. So pregnancy and intuition and what's the impact? Is there an impact to connecting to spirit guides or your intuition? Should you be more aware as you have your unborn child inside of you? I have never been pregnant or had children, so I don't have experience firsthand, but I've tuned in and connected to my guides. And the message that comes through with this is that we don't have to change anything whilst we're pregnant. There is nothing to fear or worry about when connecting to your intuition. It won't affect the baby at all. In fact, when you're pregnant, you'll actually sometimes get more messages and more guidance and it can act as a bit of a reactivation. I have a lot of clients who've spoken about when they're pregnant or after they've given birth that they actually feel more sensitive and more open to spirit and their intuition. So you might experience that. And if you are experiencing that extra sensitivity, just go slow and only connect when it feels aligned. And if you need some support from additional tools like crystals, like having a piece of smoky quartz to ground you or a piece of rose quartz to get you heart centered, that will help and guide you too. 
but there's nothing you need to pay attention to whilst being pregnant. Just notice if you are feeling particularly sensitive, make sure you ground yourself. A couple of clients have also said that they have got messages from the child in the womb and that that was a really special moment for them where their unborn child would turn up in their dreams um, and give them messages. And from those messages, they were able to work out, obviously, whether it was a girl or a boy that they were having. Thanks for such a great question, Hannah. I know that's going to resonate with all the mum-to-bees out there. If you have a spiritual or intuitive-based question that you have, please send me a voice memo to podcast at natalie-miles.com. Please keep them short and simple and make sure that you leave your name and where you are from. I love the synchronicity of the two Q&As this week because we have Anna from New Orleans and Hannah from New Zealand. Love the synchronicity. So this week, I wanted to talk about mediumship and mediums because you don't need to have mediumship gifts, special mediumship gifts to connect to your loved ones because we can all connect to them, whether it's a family member, a friend, an animal that has passed over, we can connect to them because our loved ones from the other side are still all around us and will send us lots of signs. The signs can show up as music, music that you turn on in the radio, um, music that you suddenly hear yourself thinking or singing out loud and you're like, where has this come from? And normally the music has a connection to that loved one who has passed over. They can give us signs by animals showing up. My grandfather shows up as an eagle, so I know he's around when I'm seeing an eagle. And recently we had a really close family friend um, pass over in the UK. She was one of my first ever school teachers and was a really amazing woman. Um, And Auntie Jill, she um, shows up as a heron. And the heron has been showing up to all of her family members back in the UK. And the day that she passed, I was walking along the seawall in Vancouver and I kept seeing herons that day as well. So I know that she was showing up and I was thinking about her as I was being shown the herons that day too. You can also feel their energy and their presence around you. Trust that a lot of the times in client sessions when we're talking about loved ones who've passed over, people say, oh, I, I really felt them. Is, the, is that them? Was that really them there? And the answer is yes. If you feel their energy and their presence around you or any feelings and sensations in your body, or you walk into a certain room that's associated with them and you get shivers or tingles that move through your body, trust it. It is them showing up to say, hey, I'm here. You're not alone. I am around you. Sometimes loved ones also visit in your dreams and you can be visited by them in your dreams. They might just show themselves as an outline in your dreams. Sometimes they talk and give you messages. If you do get those, make sure you write them down because sometimes the dreams disappear really, really quickly. 
You might also hear your loved ones who have passed over. You might hear their voice in your head, or you might hear it as your own voice in your head, but you know that it is them contacting you. You also might smell them. People always have distinctive smells and you might actually be walking through your home or out and about and you might smell them. Trust that they're around. My nan smoked cigarettes and she smoked a particular brand and I know when she's around because I can smell her cigarettes in my house and in my home and I'm like, hey nan, how are you doing? Because I can actually smell her cigarettes. For some people, loved ones might move things around the home and this is when the fear can kick in and people get a bit scared that suddenly things are being moved around their house. Loved ones, sometimes to get your attention, will move things around. Um, Not all spirits do this, but the loud ones and the ones that want to be bold and be really clear with you will move things around and it's nothing to be scared about. They're just trying to get your attention. So if they are getting your attention, say hi, acknowledge it. Just by you acknowledging it that you've noticed them will make them happy. Getting out into nature is also really key um, if you want to connect to a loved one a lot of the time just by being in that pause, being in that silence, getting out of your home and connecting to the natural world, you may experience a connection with a loved one that has passed over. Bringing it back to pets as well. Pets are so part of our family. They're like real people and we can connect to our animals too. I've spoken about him in the past on this podcast, but my childhood dog, Billy, crazy springer spaniel he still visits me he still connects to me and he will give me messages he will come and give me messages and I trust his presence is around I'll feel his energy I know when he's sat on the bed with me he appears when I'm feeling sad or upset to give me a little bit of a boost and I love doing client sessions when animals come through from the other side because just like humans that are coming through, the animals want to say hi, they want to send their love and they want to let you know that they are okay. Because our loved ones, when they, when they pass over, they're at peace and it's us who are left behind who are left feeling the emotions, feeling the loss, feeling the sadness. Uh, and a lot of the time questioning the why. But the main thing is trust what they are sending you. Trust the guidance. But the beautiful thing is you can communicate with them too. Like a medium communicates with the other side to get messages and guidance, you can do this. And the most simple way that I love to share is what you can do is you imagine a bridge of light, a bridge of light, and the loved one or the animal is on the other side of the bridge of light. And what you do is you imagine that you are walking across the bridge of light towards them, and they're walking across the bridge of light too. And so what happens is, is that your energy meets their energy at the middle of this bridge. 
and you can hold on to something that belonged to them as well if you like you can have an object that's associated with them an item of clothing a piece of jewelry as well if you want to really strengthen that connection but you don't have to do that you can just imagine them walking across this bridge of light and you walking towards them and then what you do is you imagine like they're stood in front of you imagine that that person that you're trying to connect with is stood right in front of you. Imagine their outline, imagine their energy, imagine their personality, see what they look like and then speak to them. Actually allow, you know, ask them how they are, see what messages they want to share with you. Take that moment and take that space to connect with them and trust what you're hearing, seeing, smelling, knowing and interact with the energy that you are experiencing with the loved one that you would like to connect with. The guided meditation that goes with this week's episode is a connect to your loved one guided meditation. So if you would like support in doing this, I've recorded a guided meditation to take you on that journey to connect with that loved one. I wanted to share with you some of the key things that come through in my one-on-one mediumship sessions. I've touched on this a bit already, but that one of the main things that comes through is that they're not in pain, that they are not in pain and that they have gone back home. When we pass over, we go back home and that is communicated, that they have love, that they are whole and complete and there's a release of all the human emotions of fear of anger but they feel love and peace if someone is in a coma they can hear you they're aware of what is happening and who is in the room or even if they can't communicate with you they are aware of what is happening around them their soul their spirit is aware of what is happening They'll know who is in the room. They can sometimes hear conversations. So it's really important for us to speak to our loved ones whilst they're transitioning to the other side. Because it might seem that they can't, but they are present. They also love to share sometimes that they didn't transition on their own and that there were family members and other loved ones who had already passed to help them transition to the other side. And actually the family member on the other side can appear days in advance to help the process. When my grandmother passed over, there were other family members in the room on the other side there to help her. When a loved one comes through in a session, they also love to talk about family events, birthdays and marriages that you think that they weren't there for, but they actually were. And they love to give all the details of that party, of that wedding, to give proof through me to you um, that they were actually there. Loved ones like to come back and visit at those key important moments. If you have small children and babies and you feel like they're looking at someone in the room, a loved one that has passed over and you're like, I swear my little girl sees my mum in her room. They do. Kids are so open to seeing spirits on the other side. And during the sessions, a lot of the time, they will share the 
moments that you're having with your children that they're being part of, whether it is a painting session, a cooking session, a walk in the favorite park, the loved one will come through and share that they see that and sometimes come along with you. Loved ones who have passed also can hear your thoughts. So if you say a prayer or you speak to them in your head, they can hear you. So sometimes when it feels like you're talking to yourself and you're wondering whether they're hearing you or whether they're around you, they are listening. So if you want to connect with them and you want to share that message, allow yourself to do that because they can hear your thoughts and what you are trying to communicate with them. And this leads on to if you didn't get to say goodbye to a loved one that passed over, know that they still felt your love and heard your thoughts as you took a moment to think about them and share your feelings. They do hear these things. One thing I do love to say to people who didn't get to say goodbye in person actually write a letter. Write a letter of all the things that you wanted to share to that loved one. It gives really powerful healing. And once you've written it down, if you can, I know it'll be emotional, but read the letter out loud because it really allows you to speak your truth, say what you wanted to share with that person and really have that energy transference. And then if you feel called, Burn, burn what you've written, release it into a body of water and it will give you so much healing. I didn't think I was a medium. It was only a gift that I really connected to in my early 30s. Growing up as kids and in my teens and in my 20s, I did see people. I saw people, I saw figures in cities, I saw them by the sides of the road when you're driving. Um, in buildings, in hospitals. When my nan was passing, it's so interesting. Hospitals, like there's all the people there, but there are lots of other spirits walking around those buildings. And so I remember when my nan was passing over, being sat, sitting there and seeing the other side in the hospital space too. But straight up, I didn't think I could communicate with loved ones who had passed over in the way that I do now. And now I see it as a beautiful gift to be able to connect people to their loved ones. But this is why I'm sharing this episode because you can do it too. But one of the biggest blocks to connecting is it's fear. It's a fear of seeing a spirit. It's a fear of not being able to turn it off. For some of you who have mediumship gifts, it's a fear of connecting to those spirits who you don't know. But remember that you're in charge and that when you open the channel to connect to these spirits who have passed over, you can turn the tap off too. And you can actually do this as a visualization. When you go to connect, imagine the tap being opened at the top of your head. And then when you're finished, actually imagine the tap being turned off. I had a friend who went through a spiritual reactivation and one of the gifts that came through was mediumship and it freaked her out because suddenly her bedroom was full of people. It was like this big queue of people that were like, hi, I want to talk to you. Hi, I want to talk to you. I want to connect with you. And it really freaked her out. And I remember having a phone chat with her and she was like, Nat, what do I do? They, they won't leave me. They won't leave me alone. I can't do this. And she shut down her gifts. 
So if you've experienced that or you know that you have started to see spirits or spirits are trying to connect with you, I'm going to give you some top tips on how to connect, but also how to stay in charge and how to protect and ground yourself. So firstly, if you're seeing spirit, they they will show up looking like a hologram or a projection. It won't look like you're seeing a human being in solid form stood in front of you. It will look like a hologram or project or a projection. That's how I see it. But we all have a different way of seeing spirits, but just notice that it will it can appear and look like a hologram or a projection. When you are connecting to that spirit, be an observer. Don't necessarily connect and put your energy into them. Don't allow that spirit to enter into your body. It is like being an observer to them so that you can receive the messages from them. But also, it's a choice. If you don't want to connect, say no. Remember that you're in charge. I can get this regularly where a spirit pops through when I'm talking to someone and they'll give me a message and I actually have to say to that spirit in my head, thank you for that message, but I can't share that with them right now. It's not appropriate. You don't have to connect to all the spirits that come through. You do not have to share all the messages that they want to pass on to a loved one. But on the other hand, if it does feel appropriate and you are ready to receive that information from them, do it. Open up, get that message and pass it across to the loved one. If you're wanting to connect to a spirit that's passed over, firstly, ground and protect yourself. Call your guides in for protection and grounding. Imagine the roots going down into the center of the earth. It is important for us to do this. Protect your energy. So to get insight from the loved one that has passed over, you need to start the connection because it's about really getting into that flow of energy. I don't do this, but you can hold an object that's associated with that person. So uh, an item of clothing, an item of jewelry, something that belonged to them, a watch can allow you to have that greater connection. But feel the energy, the stronger the connection to that loved one to that spirit, the more insight you'll get from them. For me, when I'm doing mediumship, it has a really distinct energy. It's different from channeling messages. And over time of practice, I've worked out what this is for me. But again, we're all individuals. So this takes practice for you to work out, okay, yeah, this is mediumship. I'm connecting to a spirit. I'm connecting to a loved one that's passed over. But like the decoding episode on this podcast. If you haven't had a listen, go and have a listen. Be the detective and ask questions. Ask questions of the spirit that you're connecting to. Are you male? Are you female? Who are you trying to connect with? How did you pass over? What is your name? The spirit will give lots of insight and guidance, but it's about working out what the symbols mean for you. For example, when I'm working out through mediumship, whether it's a masculine or female energy that I'm experiencing, the masculine will feel if it's a if it's a man I'm connecting to, it, they'll stand on the right side of the body, and if it's a woman, they'll stand on the left side of the body. I will then ask, what relationship are you 
you know, what relationship are you? Are you mother? Are you father? And I will actually see it as like a family tree in my head where they'll break it down that it's an aunt, it's an uncle, it's a grandmother, it's a grandfather, it's my dad's dad on my mother's side. Like they'll show it to me as a family tree within my head using my seeing gifts. But again, it will be individual for you. But the spirit that comes through will have a personality. That energy that you're connecting to will have characteristics and a personality. And they they will show up in the reading like they do in real life. So for example, you can get the shy spirit that you really have to coax forward to connect with and get the message. And then you realize that, oh, they're actually kind of shy and a bit reserved when they were alive. But on the flip side, you also get the larger than life characters who in the reading are rude, who will swear, who can be really crude and tell jokes and use words that you're like, really, you want me to share that message? And they're like, yep. And so you share it because you, you, that's what you're being asked to do. And they're like, oh yeah, they were like that all the time. Or that sounds something like they would say, or yes, they would make a joke like that. But trust the imagery that this spirit is showing you because it might not make sense for you, but to the person that you're giving the message to, it will make sense. One of the biggest lessons that I learned when I was first doing mediumship was just start talking. Because by talking, you create the connection to the spirit that is trying to connect with you and you will get more insight. So just start talking, describe them, describe what they look like, describe their personality, describe the energy. If you can give insight, whether it's masculine or feminine or the relationship to that person, amazing. But just start talking because when you start talking, you will get more messages. For me, I know when a spirit is trying to get hold of me because I won't be able to get my words out. It's like they're wanting to speak through me. So it's funny in client sessions, I know when I'm doing the intro to my one-on-one session and I'm letting them know what is going to happen. If I can't get my words out, it's because I know that a spirit is trying to get my attention. Once you have connected to that spirit, it's really important to close the energy off. Say thank you, I then make sure I ground and clear my energy. In my mind's eye, I'll shut my eyes and I imagine that there is no one stood to my left or my right or in front of me or behind me. I use white light to cut cords. I will wash my hands. I, um, I will touch the earth first to ground my hands and then I will wash my hands. I will have salt baths at the end of the day if I've been doing lots of mediumship. And I will also use like energy clearing sprays as well to um, to clear the energy from the room that I've been doing it. Also, just a caveat, if you're doing mediumship for the first time, it will feel, it can feel really tiring. It can feel really, really exhausting. Just know it just takes practice. And it's like, like, it's like doing anything for the first time. When you're really concentrating really hard, it can drain you. And so go slow. Don't try and do lots of it all at once. Just notice where your body is at. But the main thing with mediumship, practice, 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 and find your style. We all work differently with doing mediumship and don't try and compare yourself to the Long Island medium or how Tyler Henry does it. Really find your style. 
And at first you might only get a few things when you're connecting. You might get a few little bits, but then as you get more experienced, but actually you trust yourself more, you will get more detail. But remember, you're in charge. You're in charge of this energy. Also, I wanted to share, if you're going to see a medium and you want to do some preparation in advance, here are my top tips. It's not always guaranteed who will come through. You might really want to speak to someone and they don't show up. But what you can do is set the intention before and ask them to step forward. You can use the bridge of light meditation and imagine them walking across the bridge the morning before your session. You can also bring something that belongs to them with you. Or if it's an online virtual session, you could have it in your lap during the session. But remember, you can connect to your loved ones. They are always showing us the signs, the messages, the guidance. And we just need to trust and be open to connecting to our loved ones who have passed across. If you feel called, please share with a friend or family member that might want to connect with a loved one or someone that you know who has mediumship gifts who would like to develop them. Please pass this episode on to them. And if you've enjoyed what you've listened to, please rate and review. Just means that this podcast becomes more visible and we can share this work to a wider audience. You can also follow me on Instagram, which is where I share a lot of my content. And I am there at I am Natalie Miles. And just a reminder, there is a guided meditation, as I mentioned earlier, that goes with this episode. And it is a connect to your loved one guided meditation. So if you want to be guided on a guided meditation to connect with a loved one, This meditation is here to support you on that journey. So if you feel called to join me for So You Think You're Intuitive Live, for live channeled messages and guidance, head to the show notes and grab your ticket. Bye.